Welcome to the Plan Simple Meals podcast. I am your host, Mia Moran. Moms have the power to change the future, one meal at a time. The Plan Simple Meals podcast is for busy moms who want to create a healthier, happier home. Listen in for informative conversations and valuable strategies to make meals healthy, meaningful, and fun. Let's do this. Hey, you guys, welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Meals podcast. Today, I have an amazing person on the podcast named Star Stabak, who I think you guys are just going to love. She's hard not to love. I want to tell you a little bit more about her in a sec. We're going to go deep into asking for what we want. I think that's the best way to explain what she talks about. Um, but before I get into exactly who Star is and get her on the show, I just wanted to share something that I shared earlier today over on Facebook, but I wanted to make sure to share here too. So I've been thinking about this a lot, and that's why I want everyone to hear it. I am definitely a person who, from time to time, has ignored the news, sort of on purpose since I had kids just because I found I got kind of riled up in the drama of it all. It didn't turn me into the best person or the most, you know, free of fear person. Let's say I just bought into some of the fear stuff and I I didn't like who was turning me into as a mom. So I, I just turned it down a few notches as I had kids and made a real concerted effort. You know, we didn't have a television, so we weren't watching the news, not to turn on the radio, that kind of stuff. And it's changing a little now because I have three kids and the youngest is still eight. So she's still doing a lot of amazing play and very much, you know, fairies and all that kind of stuff. But the older two, tween and teen, are definitely getting more into current events. They talk about it in their classrooms. They talk about it with their friends. So all of a sudden, that's turning it on for me a little bit. And so this fall has been kind of intense, just because a lot of crazy stuff has gone on. And, you know, on top of that, as you well know, if you live in the U.S., there's been a lot of crazy, you know, natural occurrences that have happened as well. So it started off with a huge hurricane in Houston, which was intense and it felt very close to home for me because I'm from New Orleans. So I knew people who had lived through Katrina and actually moved to Houston um, since then. And now here this was, and just amazing stories there of people losing a lot and people not losing a lot and helping in ways that were just so kind and amazing, but still always that vision of how bad it all was. And then later we had the hurricane in Florida, which was more of the same. And I definitely knew people who tried to, were escaping that as well. And, you know, now we see pictures of that same hurricane having gone through Puerto Rico, which is not recouping itself so quickly. And then Mexico City, that earthquake last week, I had lots of close friends who are there and friends of family who are in the kids' school. And I actually even have a family member who lives in Mexico City and everyone's okay, but was definitely shaken up. It was a scary, big earthquake. And then yesterday to log on to Facebook and see that a a mentor and who'd become a friend was leaving a hotel and that she was telling everybody on Facebook that she was safe, not to worry. She was in Las Vegas and I didn't even know what had happened. So I had to Google it because it was, she was really on Facebook right as it was all happening. And I don't know, it's just feels crazy. And I have to fully admit that I keep resetting what I'm doing for you guys, what I'm doing in my business because I keep feeling bad about sharing anything or selling anything because it just feels like the timing's off. So today, my daughter, I picked my daughter up from school and she was telling me that 
um, at school, they're going to have a new kind of drill. And she's new to the public school system. She's been in a very sort of mellow Waldorf school for years. And then, of course, last year we were on the road. And they were having a new kind of drill where the firemen come or the police come and they're acting as if somebody was coming in the school with a gun and the kids need to know whether to lock the door, or go to the nearest exit. And it just sounded crazy the way she was telling it. And I'm sure, you know, maybe it wasn't told to her quite so crazy, but I was just thinking about if it feels so crazy to us right now, what it must feel like to our kids, even if they're not hearing everything, because I think kids really do pick up energy. And what I'm picking up is that we're all pretty distracted right now because there's a lot going on. And then on top of all this stuff happening in the news that may or may not be connected to the lives that we're leading right now, the fall is a busy time. And we're about to hit a time that gets even busier because I feel like once Halloween starts, then it's Thanksgiving, then it's Christmas holidays, and it's just one thing after another. And around all these times, you know, school amps up, like everything just amps up and it's busy. And I think all these things, the media stuff really sort of being the tipping point, are pulling us away from what really matters. And I think it's really important right now for us as parents to stop and acknowledge this. Because if we really look at all these things that are happening, I feel like it's one lesson after another to do just that, to pause and to just pay attention to what it is that matters to us. And I think in the end, what really does matter is us, right? Like a natural disaster can take away our house. It can make our car float away. It can take us out of our rhythm, you know, people couldn't go to school for a couple weeks. Um, our work, it can take us out of our work. Our things, you know, they could go away tomorrow. But what we have is us. And that's sort of our bodies and our relationships to each other and our relationship to ourself. And all the different parts of this, all the different little things that make up that, I think are some of the easiest things to let slip, to do tomorrow instead of today. Little things like, did we sleep well? Have we eaten well? Have we eaten clean? Are we eating to feel energetic? Are we moving our bodies? Are we you know, taking care of ourselves so we don't get sick? Do we know what we stand for? Are we doing meaningful work? Are we having really truly connecting conversations with our kids? Are we loving up our kids and our spouse and our good friends as much as we possibly can? Are we really giving time to all those people we love? And a lot of times when either we get overwhelmed with stuff like the media or we get swept up in the busyness that's fall and then the holidays, I think these things can slip. And so as I was reflecting, feeling bad about, you know, launching or not launching something into the world, I realized that the thing that I want you guys all to have kind of helps us work or solve, work with, solve this problem. And it really helps us live our best life today. And if we each can have the best today possible, if we can take care of all those little things, if we can you know, ask for help and connect with other people and eat well and stay healthy and all these things. If we can do all these things each day, just little bits of them, it will be like a ripple effect and it will affect much more than we could possibly imagine. And so I'm hoping that with that, you guys will just go check out what I've created with the flow planner. And here's the deal. It's not about me. It's not about whether this succeeds or doesn't succeed. It's not about whether I make any money. It's about you and your day and your family and you having a ripple effect in your own community. Because that's all that I really have ever wanted. And 
this is the first time that I've been able to offer something that's really affordable and will, I think, really help you because it's just a planner. And so if you like planners, it will, it's really almost like a paint by number and it takes you through all those things that I just talked about, the food, the self-care, the connecting, it, it makes you pull that out of every day and gives you a way to plug that into your actual, the hours that you have in a day. Um, and so I would love you to check it out. You just go to theflowplanner.com. You'll see a link how to buy it there. And I just, I hope that everyone will take action as soon as they can, because it's on special sale right now. And I don't know what it will be like after these 20 or so days are up. So that's what I know. And you can get the actual planner that's hardcover. Um, if you get in early, it's only $24. Um, after this initial promotion is over, it will be retailed for $30. But you could even go and just get for a dollar the PDF and use that so that you can really make sure that you have these days. That's all I want is I want you to have great days. And I think that through planning um, and thinking a little bit ahead about what really does matter to you, which is what the whole beginning part of the planner is, and then figuring out how to make that happen by looking at your months and then your weeks and then your days, we're going to have some amazing lives. And that's what we're going to be able to celebrate. So I'm so excited that on today's podcast, I have Star Starbuck because I think she's such, she's a, such a great example of all this. And she is a life coach. She is a speaker. I am very happy to call her a friend. We met through a coach. We were part of a similar coaching program probably five years ago. She's one of those people who I instantly knew I had to be friends with. We cried, I think, in the first 10 minutes we knew each other. And then last year when we we're on the road, I, you know, I hadn't seen her in a while. We had an online relationship. She's a super fan of Plan Simple Meals, which I also love. She converted her whole family to green smoothies. And she, so last year on the road, I got to stay with her. My whole family got to stay with her, my husband and all three kids. And it was, she, we were, she opened her home and we had a live event for some people in Cincinnati and it was fabulous. So really love this girl. And I hope that you guys get a lot out of this because she's got great energy and is sure to inspire you to have great days. All right, let's welcome Star to the show. All right. Hi, Star. Welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Meals podcast. I'm super excited to have you on today. Oh, Mia, thank you for such a warm welcome. I'm super excited to be here and to be present with your listeners. Thank you, listeners, for showing up. <laughs> super exciting. So, Star, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I tried to do you justice in your bio, but I, people are just going to have to listen because you have so much words of wisdom and warmth um, that are really sort of deep. And though we're going to get to the surface part of how to make it all happen too, um, I can't wait for everyone to hear your story. So first of all, start by telling us who you're a mom to. Let's start there. Oh, thanks, Mia. I love starting there. And it's so refreshing to be able to start there because it's often that, you know, in as the entrepreneurs that we are, we jump right into our resumes or our, you know, what we've done or what we're doing and accomplishing. And, um, oh my gosh, these little people. So I have Meadow who is eight and she is an exceptional climber. I have, I mean, really exceptional climber. And I have Zariah who is six and just the sweetest, softest, Oh, that child. Mommy, you're my diamond in the sky. That's just her nature of who she is. We went on a hike and um, we were creaking and she found, I found a heart-shaped rock. And I said, hey, Zariah, this is for you. And she said, oh, Mommy, I know what that is. That's our family heart rock. It's our family memory rock. And anytime we're sad, put your family memory rock on your chest and just remember our favorite, happiest family memories. <laughs> <She's>, <laughs> That's cute. She's been bringing that to all of us if there are moments of sadness or anyway. And I have Gunther, who is three and um, just my chill, like the girls can be somewhat dramatic and he's like, what's up? Yeah. 
what we're doing. Love that yeah. role. <laughs> yes. Oh, um, yes. All right. So you are a busy mama. In fact, I think as we are recording this, you are sitting in a parking spot in your car. So I want everyone to take that in and appreciate that. This is what we do as moms balancing everything. Um, so tell us a little bit. I feel like your journey of balancing sort of motherhood and taking care of your own needs and taking care of your kids and getting out there in the world working. I don't even know if I started there, but I feel like those are all the parts. Um, I know you've gone through a lot of evolutions of this. So will you take us back a little and just share a little bit of your story of where you are today and sort of how you got there through motherhood? Oh, motherhood. You know, it's that adventure you don't even realize you're taking. I mean, you, of course, you have a baby and you know that your life is going to change forever. You just have no idea. I mean, like really just clueless about what that really means and really entails. And I don't just mean the day-to-day physical routine and the activity. I mean like the soulful work that you're doing on the inside of who you are and what you're doing. You know, it was just the other day that the girls were asking me to play dolls with them. And Mia, I'm sitting there realizing, like I pay attention to the mind chatter oftentimes, and I realize that I'm uncomfortable playing. Mm. It's a it's a chore to have to sit and to play and to release all the dialogue of all the expectations and shoulds and things I could be doing to accomplish or achieve or to produce. And um, parenting and, and motherhood and being, I guess what I feel like is conscious and aware of all these ideas of what I think it should look like or what I want it to look like or how I want to nurture and foster my children. Um, It's just such a fascinating unfolding and journey. Um, but it was, I've had several moments of, of, I guess, epiphanies or aha moments where I realized, you know, there's this dance that I do between myself as an individual and the person that I am, the, the human being that I am. I spoke to my daughter's class at the end of the year last year, second graders, and I talked to them about living in Australia. I was there for five years. And there was this moment where I see my daughter looking at me like, I'm a real person. I was Mm. fascinating before you were born. Like I had a life, (laughs) did a lot of different things, you know, before you were here. And, uh, and just for them to see that I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm mom, but there there are other aspects of me, other pieces of me. So a couple of years ago, um, you, you you know, so, and I've, I've known you for more than a couple of years. So I love that. I think when we met, you were just pregnant with Gunther, I believe. Yes. And you were like a little unsure of that because <laughs> that was a, a lot. Sure that. Um, it was a lot. And I was, I was reinvesting in my business and I was, you know, thinking I was at a stage where the girls were a little older and I had space, you know? Yeah. So there was this, like, there was this, and I feel like it has been somewhat of a roller coaster where I feel like I have, um, kind of surrendered all of who I am and been swallowed up in motherhood because that's what's necessary when they're so young. I mean, they really do demand quite a bit of your attention. And, um, and I, and I got somewhat lost in that and then found my breath again and kind of found my passion and, you know, started to, when we met, I was going full steam ahead with that and then got pregnant. It was like, Oh shoot. You know, like what do I do now? Um, and what does this mean? And what does this look like? And I still launched programs right after his birth. And I still, um, had clients and managed all of that and had an assistant. And then it just felt like, what the heck happened? Where, what am I doing? And why am I doing all of this? And I remember asking, or a coach asking me what goals I had and what I wanted to work on. And Mia, I couldn't think of anything except running away. Like the only (laughs) goal that really made sense to me was a break, like a, a real serious break. And, um, and I, so I made that statement and that commitment out loud that I just really needed a break. And within I want to say it was in within three weeks. I had four or five different opportunities present themselves to me. Um, I had someone ask me if I could do a relay run that was going to be an overnight weekend away. I had never been away from the kids. My husband said, hey, why don't you go away um, 
for the weekend and go hiking on your own. I'll help, I'll help to stay with our son because he was weaning at the time. And this was just after going through some, um, there was definitely some postpartum depression going on Mm -hmm. and, um, declaring that I really wanted Paris kid free with my husband for my 40th birthday. And I said that at a table full of women, I, um, I have a crystal ball and I play, people ask me all the time if they, if I think it's real and yes, it's real. You can touch it. You can feel it. You can see it. It, it, but is it real? Does it really have magical powers? What it is, is a tool. It's a resource to help us to suspend the reality of the rules that we think we have to live by. Mm. And we all have them. We all have those rules that we think we have to live by. The bank account is one of those rules or what our husbands need or what our families need or, and, and don't get me wrong. We're not just suspending them forever. We're just suspending them for a moment, just to allow ourselves to dream, just for allow ourselves to hear that deep seated desire that is within us that would make our hearts sing. And as I was in the middle of this depression and didn't even identify it as such at the time, I just was a lot of self-blame. I'm, um, the name of my business is Ignite Radiance. And I felt so far removed from that and, and a complete fraud and just not at all. Um, I just didn't, I didn't feel like myself. And Mm -hmm. so in that particular moment, when I said Paris, it was as if, if Paris were a reality, if Paris could be real, if I could really make that happen, if I could spend this magical time or in my mind, what seemed magical time with my husband solo, then that would mean this current reality could no longer exist. Mm. I couldn't, they couldn't coexist together. And so when I said Paris, it felt like, um, it, I can't, it felt like my heart lit up for a moment like that. When I said, my daughter, Zariah says, mommy, you're my diamond in the sky. During that time, she said those words to me and, and the joy was there for the instant she said it. And then it just dissipated. Mm. I couldn't, I couldn't maintain the joy that I knew to be myself. Does that make well, sense? I feel like motherhood is a time when there's so many of those shoulds, maybe even more, especially young, when we have young kids, right. um, so many more, like there's always those shoulds, you know, like we should go get to school and get good grades. We should go off and get a job. Like they're mm. all, oh, you should eat this. You should do that. There's always shoulds, but I feel like at that time when you're a mother of young kids, there's even more shoulds and probably too many to even balance. And so for a lot of us, I think it just all falls at some point because it's, it's too much and it's hard for mom to fit into the equation in those moments. Mm-hmm. And we don't know where we fit, how we can fit. We don't have that belief, right? We've right. not adopted that belief system that we can fit. We, it's a paradox of either one or the other, and there cannot be an and. And that's the, the myth that I want to bust. Like, what if, what if mama, sweet mama, who's listening, what if the real heart desire, your own Paris moment, and be clear that when I talk about manifestation and creating and the realities that we really want to see happen, it's um, one of the things that hinders us from being able to do that is seeing someone else's manifestation or big dream and having a sense of disconnection because we can't have that. No, yours is going to look differently than mine. It's going to feel diff- it's going to feel similar. You're going to have the same, you know, like um, heart explosion and you, you being kind of cracked open. Um, but it's not going to be the same and that's okay. And you, uh, and you got to yours because it started off like before this, you, you kept making little bits of space. So, right. So at some point you were able to make space to get away for the weekend alone without a child, which maybe before that moment, you didn't even know you could do that. Right. Cause right, you had right. never made in that space. And then you started craving more connection with friends. So at some point you gave yourself the space to go out and put your crystal ball in your purse, right? And, and play this game with your friends, even though I, at that moment you right. didn't, you, you were feeling pretty bad about yourself, correct? And I didn't feel like Paris, absolutely horrific about myself. So when I went to that particular, it was a, it was a networking meeting of mm-hmm. all things. And I'm 
you know, I was very clear that night that I was not the businesswoman. I was not put together. I was showing up because I knew these women in this network and they were, they were friends as a true networking group is, you know, you become close to these people and, um, there are connections and, um, I went that night knowing full well that I was not the businesswoman, knowing full well that I was there to be cared for, that I was allowed to be vulnerable and real and raw and that I needed that space. I cried the whole way there. I was a huge mess. I I really didn't want to go. My husband intuitively pushed me out the door saying, tonight is your night to be taken care of. It's okay. Just go. Let other people be nurturing to you. You're always the one taking care of everyone else. And when I showed up and you know that, that just wrecked <laughs> cry face that you just can't wipe away. There's no mm-hmm. amount of makeup. There's no amount of splashing water on your face. You're walking in as is. And I, that's part of being, so I'm, I'm, I'm giving you a few tips along the way about manifestation. And one of those is being raw and vulnerable about the reality of where you currently are. Mm-hmm. You know, that moment is a moment to allow the seed to be, Uh, not just planted, but to be nurtured and nourished. And, you know, there's a seed deep within us. And when we're in that space of hardship, challenge, struggle, it's a moment of, okay, this isn't what I want. This is not where I want to be. Where do I want to be? What would be magical? What would be the space that would just, I mean, like propel, rocket propel me out of here? What would have to happen for me to rocket propel out of here? And Paris was my answer. And that didn't mean that Paris felt like a reality because it felt so far removed. I can't stress that enough for your listeners. Paris did not feel like a reality at all. It was a very, I had so many obstacles when I said it out loud, Mia, including the mind chatter of how selfish or how, you know, like, who am I to go to Paris? There are hungry people in the world or whatever that might be, right? I don't deserve this. Um, I have children. That's my responsibility. Explain what happened after dinner. So, well, we went around the table and um, I... I stated this out loud. I stacked my table that night of women I wanted to be around. Ladies, surround yourself with women that you feel safe to be around. And I was raw and vulnerable. And we, we laughed our butts off. And we were the naughty table. And um, the crystal ball went around the table. The person sitting to my right, who was absent for when I shared my Paris moment of my big dream, she had a stuffy nose. And out of her purse, she grabbed a designer packet of tissues and on her designer packet of tissues were stars and the Eiffel Tower. And my name being star and just having said that I want to be in Paris in this big dream, everyone at the table, I didn't see it for myself. And this is another clue about manifestation. I didn't see it for myself. Other people saw it for me and they started to scream and raise alarm. Oh my God, star, it's a sign. You're supposed to go look her tissues. And we all started laughing and it was an eruption of, of excitement. And I could feel the chills, right? There's these moments of confirmation. And I went home that night and I thought that's all it was. I thought that just the tissue and just that moment, and I was supposed to experience that. And I was supposed to dream just for a moment and feel that excitement, Mia. And I went home with this tissue and I told my husband the story and he patted my leg and said, honey, I'm glad you went out. I'm glad you had fun with your friends. Um, Paris sounds amazing, but you know, we can't make that happen, right? I mean, it's just a reality we're in. I'm still nursing a baby through the night. I'm still being woken up by kids in the middle of the night. Um, we don't have a bank account that's saying to us, hey, how about you guys go to vacation? <laughs> the kids, we've never been away from the kids before. They've never stayed you know, beyond an overnight at a friend's house, they've never stayed anywhere away from us. And, uh, so you can imagine like, this just felt like a huge leap and it was not really possible. Well, this was maybe March and my birthday was January the following year. Later that week, I still have this crystal ball in my purse and I'm laughing as we're going out to friends, uh, dinner with friends. We haven't seen these friends in probably six months. You know, those friends that just live a different lifestyle. They don't have kids. You just Mm -hmm. rarely get together. And those were this couple that's with this couple. And so we sat down and I'm laughing about this heavy purse and this crystal ball. And they're like, what, why do you have a crystal ball in your purse star? Only you have a crystal ball in your purse. And I tell them the story that I just told you about that night and the tissue. And my friend leans across the table and he says, star, you know, we have a, you know, we have a timeshare in Paris, right? What? Mm. No, I don't know this. And then he looks it up on his little app on his 
phone, you know, they can check accommodation. He said, actually, it's available January 9th through the 16th. Would that be okay? My birthday's in that time frame. Got it. That's amazing. And, and everything, like once that piece fell into place, once my analytical and very linear thinking husband who likes to have all the pieces in place before he makes a big leap, mm-hmm. um, once he heard that, then he started exploring options of flights and how we could, is this really possible? And let's just check it out. And we made the deposit for the for the condo without even having flights or knowing if it was really possible. We just did it because... For the $150 price tag, it felt worth the dream. It felt worth the moment of just like, we're going to say yes to this and see what happens. We're saying yes to the possibility. And um, and he discovered that we had 50,000 SkyMile points in our in our um, Delta SkyMile points because we hadn't gone anywhere. We have three kids and a 92-year-old father-in-law that lives with us. Like we didn't, we weren't planning on going anywhere. Um, so we cashed those in and my husband also got an unprecedented bonus that year. It just felt like all stars aligned. My parents said, bring the kids up to Michigan. We'll look after them for the week or two. Go have fun. That's so cool. It was amazing. And on the other end of it, before we left, um, the kids had already spent one night in Michigan with my dad and I, I called him and he said, Hey, I was just sitting down to send you an email. Um, the kids were up four times last night and my heart sank Mia. you know, that mama and you, that's like, no one's going to nurture my babies like I can. And are you going to take care of them? I'm so sorry about the burden I'm putting you through to take care of my kids. And, and he quickly followed that statement with, I just feel so lucky that I get to be the one to wake up with them and that Mm. I get to, I get to make them feel safe and that they feel safe with me. And this something cracked open in me. Like I had been preventing them from experiencing that as grandparents, you know, thinking that it was my responsibility, my duty, my task to do. And this Paris experience, I have no doubt in my mind that it was meant to happen the way that it did, that we were meant to experience that time and that separation. And that my dad and stepmom were meant to experience that week or two with the kids. And, um, the first time it was, it was 10 days and they, it was just the whole thing, all of it, every single bit of it, and the aftermath as well, because it continues to unfold. My husband was secretly collecting trinkets around Paris to redecorate our bedroom to remind me how loved I am and how, what a great relationship we have. And like, it just, are you kidding? What? Yeah, right. Okay, so we jumped right into that whole story, and I feel like we didn't quite cover like the basics. So people might be like, "What?" So yeah. let's unpack this a little bit, and then dovetail how it. Uh, I think then the next step is kind of the important step as it relates back to planning. So, mm-hmm. so just for me to be clear out loud, um, I feel like manifesting is just this idea that we actually can have some of the things that we deepest desire um, and that we, then yes. it's okay to want those things and we don't have to suppress that. Um, and that and then- not only is it okay, Mia, but it's, it's a, it's a, we've seen uh, receiving or having or manifesting as we've warped the concept and, and called it something somewhat selfish or unholy or mm-hmm. tainted, right? We've kind of tainted mm-hmm. it. And I, I believe quite the opposite, that it's very sacred and that there are these things that are really, really significant um, parts and paths of our journey. And part of that is allowing ourselves to be honoring what it is that, that we deepest desire. Yeah. Um, and that moms in particular suppress that. Yeah. Um, and it's little things like holes, you know, underwear without holes in them or a new bra that's not a nursing bra. Or, you know, like yeah. I, I uh, it's the way that it shifts our presence and our being and who we are. Those desires change everything when we allow ourselves to honor them. I'm sorry, I interrupted. No, <laughs> I love that. I love that. Okay, so, so we, first of all, we really need to start declaring what it is that we want. And, and it, none of that has to be as big as a trip to Paris. It could be bigger no. and it could be like you want an hour to take a nap, right? Like yes, there's lots yes. of things that we want. So, and then, but what it sounds like the next important step was that sort of despite all feelings of overwhelm or sadness or, just life that you have to create the space to 
welcome it in. And then you have to be able to tell somebody, right? Like you, you, you can't keep it inside of you. Is that true? Is that an important step? Absolutely, Mia. And I think that that is the step that is most often missed with us as moms, right? Is that one, we don't even acknowledge that it's there, that we have desires. Um, and that's because of a lot of fears that we have, fears that we can't actually have it, fears that it's going to hinder or or harm our families. You know, um, mm-hmm. if I buy a new bra, that means that my kids don't get soccer shoes or whatever that is that we're telling ourselves, like mm-hmm. the belief system that we're telling ourselves is that we have to make those sacrifices um, and we're, it's a requirement. It's a mom, I don't know, it's a mom code of ethics somehow. That we well, have. and in that example that you just gave, I feel like quite... Frequently, you might hear a story like, um, I just made the choice to get myself, I'm going to use the keep going with the bra, that new bra. And it was so weird because I thought that that would prevent me from being able to get my kids soccer shoes. But the next day, the neighbor brought over their kids other pair, right? So it's like, everything is always working for our highest good our highest good being that we need a new bra but anyway (laughs) absolutely and me I really did that so I went and I went and had after Gunther weaned and before we went to Paris I had this like graduation ceremony for myself and went and got new bras that actually fit and I was like I had no idea idea that my breasts could look like that and feel like that. And, you know, it was this real powerful metaphor of, you know, when I took that old nursing bra off, it was so worn and tired and just, um, old. And I, and I was wearing that and I was feeling that. And I think that, you know, we as moms don't even realize how powerful those, those metaphors are. And, um, and that new bra, it, it really did lift me. And I mean, and literally, literally, it just really lifted me and shifted something in me like that I, um, I'm not old and I'm not saggy and I don't have to, ex- I don't have to accept that, you know, and there are desires within us that we are scared to even say out loud. And the first course of action is to just be still and allow yourself to hear that space, allow yourself to connect in with your heart and to hear what it is that you're really being called to. And it, it, hear it on the simplest and most, um, entry level space, you know, like you said, just that nap, once a week or out to yourself once a week, or, you know, um, it's that, it's that simple calling that can lead to, right. That can, I mean, I said out loud, I just want to run away. Like really, I just want to get away. I don't care where that is. And Paris was not necessarily the first thing on my mind. It's what manifested later. Right. Uh, And then to speak it out loud. And, and we all know that there are people in our lives that can't handle, Um, holding the vision of a Paris, you know, there are people who will squash that really quickly and, or any dream that you might have and, and tell you, and sometimes, um, God love our mothers, but sometimes, you know, they experienced that old paradigm of what motherhood should look like. And we should fall into that same mindset. We should fall into that same paradigm. Um, and that's not all the time, but there are people in our lives that we just simply can't share these with. And so it becomes really important for us to surround ourselves and create for ourselves a sacred tribe or group um, of people who can hear this and hold the vision and see you on that path. They can see you and experiencing, um, they can see you and feel you experiencing that new bra. Yep. Okay. So, and for anyone who can't imagine that group of people at the end, uh, a star is going to tell you how to get a hold of her. And so maybe she has that group somewhere <laughs> and for sure, always, at, um, at healthy moms meetup, I feel like that's a place yes. where we're holding people's health. Um, if that is one of your yes. visions, but before we dive into that, so just in terms of, because we're talking a lot about sort of work or, or just like balance in general and sort of planning and how to create this life, it sounds like one of the most important things um, that you're sharing is just to create little pockets of space that are just for you, whether that's empty space to 
sort of understand what your next desire is or actual little bits of space that, you know, maybe just you need to go shopping for a bra or you need to take a nap Mm -hmm. or like whatever that Mm -hmm. thing is, that that's something that we should always consciously be putting into our, our calendar. Is that, that true? Consciously be putting into our calendar and Mia, we have got to let go. We really just have to allow ourselves to ask, you know, ask for help, um, ask for the things that we need. And it's not a, it's not a demand. It's not a whiny, you know, this is just a, Hey, this is what I would, this is what I would really love to see happen. Can you help me make this happen? It's asking our friends and family. It's asking our spouses. It's asking our, um, our neighbors, um, and allowing ourselves to be open to receiving it, you know, and, and letting our, our children be looked after so that we can go and do that. Um, it might be paying for that service to have someone look after your kids, um, having a baby come over, a babysitter. You know, I went out, I went out with a mom. We had a mom's day in the middle of the summer. We went to a pool by ourselves and we went down the slides and we had a beer. And I think I remember seeing that. (laughs) Oh my God. It was so much fun. And I thought, Yes, I am worthy of paying a babysitter for a part of the day or even the full day so that I can go out with a mom and have this experience for myself without having to pack lunches and, you know, swap sunscreen and make sure everybody's looked after and safe and whatever that might be. Um, And, and, but without the guilt, mamas, you can let it go. You're not going to, no one's going to drop the ball. Like our worst fears are not going to be manifested. (laughs) We're not going to, they're not going to become a reality if we give ourselves a day or even an hour or even a 20 minute break or time out in the heat of the middle of the arguments or screaming matches or whatever that might be. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. And yes. <laughs> um, all right. So let's talk, let's go back then. So we're creating these amazing moments. We're creating this space and we're doing that on a regular basis. Um, but then there's, there's still everything else, right? There's still our work time. There's still when we're a mom. Um, and there's just those things that have to get done. So mm. I guess my question is how how we well I think probably that those those moments away those moments of self-care and receiving actually help us be different people in in the everyday um but also what are what are some ways for just sort of um experiencing the everyday a little bit differently cuz I feel like you've done that really well as well um and and sort of lifting any expectations you have around how it should be, um, but really finding the joy in those little moments, which I think you're always doing. Does that question even you, make and, any sense? And the question, I'm like, what? I'm good at that? Really? Yeah, you are. You're really good at that. Receive it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mia. No, I think it's, you know, I think it's a constant, um, a constant, dance Mia of allowing things to be what they are and releasing the expectations that I might have of the perfect day, you know, or, um, the perfect meal or whatever that, whatever that might look like. Cause we have so many, so many exterior examples of what it should look like, Mm -hmm. you um, Daggone it. I curse sometimes Pinterest and social media and even parenting coaches who sell us this message that it should look one way or, or that, that it, that, um, perfection is possible, you know? And I think there's a constant reminder to myself that, wait a minute, yes, there are going to be those moments and there's going to, it's going to fall on a spectrum. You know, we're also going to have these moments and these moments are really real when the house looks like a wreck and when the kids are at each other's throat. And that doesn't mean that you're parenting wrong. Right. It doesn't mean that you didn't read that parenting book and that you're not a successful mom or that you didn't work with that parenting coach and that was all for naught. You know, um, I think that it's just this, this mindset shift of what you're doing is enough, even when it looks hairy and crazy and chaotic and 
the simple fact that you are seeking out resources to be a better mom and to provide something healthier for your family and a different environment for your family, that is indication enough that you're good enough at what you're doing. And that your kids are so daggone lucky to have you. They are so stinking lucky to have you. If you didn't care, you wouldn't be doing all that hard work behind the scenes after they go to bed, reading those blogs, doing those work assignments or scheduling or all the work that you're putting into, into making this seem seamless and effortless. Well, and one of the things that I feel like I've really learned over the years is that it's all a journey. And the more I can see that and realize that the better each day goes. So, you know, when you have a toddler, like you are so tired, you can't even, you know, imagine, you know, and and things are a big deal. Like the fact that they didn't eat that sweet potato for dinner, you know, and you can't sort of get over that. But then, you know, now that I have a 13 year old, like that's, that's not such an issue, right? Like other things, there's always something and they'll like a sweet potato in a few months. You know what I mean? Like there's Mm -hmm. always something, it's always changing. It's always evolving. And we're always needing to change and grow and evolve to sort of meet our kids and ourselves where we are in each step. And I feel like the more we can just appreciate that, the more, Um, it sort of takes, takes the pressure off, um, and just sort of understand more the, the big picture. And you're right, Mia, it is a constant evolution. And I feel like there is, you know, right when you get into a comfortable space of feeling like you've kind of done your work and you have worked this child out and their needs and their wants and you're predictable and, or, you know, you, you feel like you're predicting their behaviors or whatever their patterns and there's this comfortable space. <laughs> exactly. They shift it around and they're like, shake it up, mama on yeah. your toes again. You know? Totally. And, uh, and to have that awareness, just to know that that's part of the journey. It's part of the process and let's stop the, stop the shaming, you know, yeah. that we're doing something wrong and no mama, it's just part of it. Yep. Um, all right. So tell me a little bit about food. Cause you've done a lot of work around that with yourself and with your kids over the years. Um, so what does that look like for you? And just, I, I would love like the brutal, honest part of it. Like, you know, when does, when is that good? Like what, you know, what, what do you work on on a daily basis? Um, what, what's really easy for you? What are all, what is that? What are all those parts? First of all, I just want to say thank you publicly, Mia, because you have been such an, I, I, every time I have someone, you know, uh, an associate or friend on social media say, Hey mama, is any easy recipes? We're always on the go. And I feel like we're not eating very healthy. I'm like, uh, Mia Moran. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Let me just introduce you to my dear friend. She's amazing. But no, really, you have you have changed our life, and part of that it's the it's the most simple, basic things. And just for all of you moms out there who are listening, and if you have Mia's cookbook, or if you've taken her classes, or if you've um, done anything with her at all, you know the extent of which this can go, and um, and how in depth the meals can be and how, how drastic that change can be. Um, and I also want to just say that the most simple things, Mia, can make such a huge difference that we have not adopted. We're not eating, we're not eating quinoa bowls or rice bowls every night. Um, and, or even once a week. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I love and appreciate that. My husband the other day had a donut burger with bacon, cheese, and <laughs> I, it, it made me look at him like, who the hell am I married to? Who are you? Like, give me a kale salad. And so without sh- shaming or blaming him, that is, I'd say, the greatest challenge, right? Is that, and he loves when I have the time and space to kind of take that role over and, um, create some healthier meals for our family because that's not in his repertoire. Mm -hmm. His go-to is pretty simple, um, and routine of mac and cheese and chicken tenders and, um, 
he's got a daddy's pasta dish that he does. Mm-hmm. But and he looks to me and somewhat relies on me for doing this work, right? So, yep. um, and when I'm busy, this is what happens. When I get busy and hectic and chicken with my head cut off and or lack of sleep and or stress, when I enter into that spectrum, into that end of balance or lack of uh then I find that he starts to pick up the other side and wanting to support me and like he'll take more responsibility in the kitchen or shopping or any of the above thinking that he's being helpful and and I'm cringing because I know the answer is not any of that does that make sense mm-hmm. so just the other day um and he does he he shops on I have a really amazing husband he shops on the way home from work because he lives or works around the corner from a grocery store. So he'll just pick things up. And sometimes on, on aware, you know, I'm unaware of what he's picking up or what he, uh, he doesn't ask. So, um, which is a challenge. And that's part of our household that, you know, is t- it's important for me to speak up about that. And, and it's a balance that is a fine line to walk. Um, but the other day I said, Hey, I need some more frozen spinach. And he said, good. I was just thinking I need to, I would love for you to make me some more smoothies in the morning. We've gotten away from that. Mm. What ingredients do you And again, I notice his, his reliance on that's you. You're the one that's the nutritional person. Like you're the one always calculating how many greens the kids have had. Daddy will try to put vegetables on the table <laughs> and he, well, you know, I've kind of pounded him enough that he will yeah. start doing that. But, um, but it's certainly me that pushes that envelope a little more and has them try different things. Yeah. I love that. And I love, um, well, I love that, that story because, um, although I, I feel that food is pretty under control in our household, there's other practices around, you know, how we come together as a family, um, that are so related in in our house, it's money. And it's like, there's things like that that you just have to connect with on a regular basis. Right. And so often we get so busy in like life of, you know, driving kids here and doing this and going off to work. And we forget to connect on those things that are really going to give us this life that we want to manifest. And a lot of times right. those are things like food and money and exer- you know, like all the things that really matter, but that we don't always make time for. <laughs> right. Right. Um, so I love that. And I love that. I love that he asked and, you know, I don't know. Yeah, that's cool. Well, and we, we have this idea of setting up our, you know, I, I don't know how other moms do it, but I know that I work myself silly creating a fun day out or a day trip to the zoo or, uh, you know, always giving our kids this experience of let's go experience life and have fun. And, um, I'm a seven on the Enneagram and fun is high value. for me. Really? I wouldn't, I wouldn't have ever gotten that. And so it's a, it's a balance for me to, you know, when you, um, when we visited with you, it was so wonderful to just be calm and still and relaxed and, um, you know, having that experience and understanding that to surrender some of those things on our to-do list, um, so that we can create that space and that balance because it's really what we're seeking. Yeah. For both the things that we talked about, both the food, the manifesting, everything. It's, it's that need for space, um, to make the space for those things to come into our world. Right. So start, tell people what you're up to these days and how they can get a hold of you. So I, um, am hosting in-home parties for women, badass manifestation parties, Sorry, and I know we gather. <laughs> yes, sorry, there are. Sorry, I use sometimes mama adult language, but um, yes. So, bam parties for short, and um, we gather and we talk about and and allow space for real authenticity and connection and vulnerability and a deep connection to our, our great desires, those heart desires that are calling us into a, into a new experience, into a richer, more expansive experience of our lives. And the ripple effect, we cannot possibly understand the ripple effect. So what manifested after Paris, a friend of mine was begging me to come to Italy and we couldn't make it that trip. It wasn't on our itinerary. 
And she begged me to, she said, I I promise I'll make it worth your while. Come and see me. Well, my husband said, after I manifested Ferris, he said, sweetheart, your friend wanted us to come to Italy. Why don't we look into that? And I can't make this stuff up. But the very next day she contacted me. She reactivated her social media account. Like a few years later, right? No, this was the year after Paris. Actually, it was three. We had only been home for three months, which was so bizarre to me that he's talking about going back to Europe. So, but what happened was that he saw what was possible. He saw Mm -hmm. that we had resources that we weren't tapping into and or whatever, like it it became possible. Mm -hmm. And so she said, come and see us. And, um, I said, well, you'll have to help us figure out where to go, what to do, where to stay. And she said, no, 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 just get here. We'll take care of everything. Well, okay. And they literally did. They, um, really, really spoiled us. But before we left, I'm in the airport with my husband. And I said to him, I feel like the next trip that we take will not be just the two of us. The kids are ready. I'm ready to travel with them. I want to take them on a big trip. And I used to live in Australia. I was there for five years. And I said to him, I want to, I want to go back to Australia. I want to take the kids. But it felt like, again, a distant goal, a very distant dream. Um, 10 years we'd be saving to make this trip happen. And we get to the boarding gate and they call us to the counter for two hours. They had been trying to give away or ha- have someone give away their seats. Delta gave us $5,000 to stay behind another day and catch mm. the next flight out. Um, if we, if we did that, if we surrendered our seats and it felt like, again, that reaffirmation of like, here's your money for Australia. Mm-hmm. Here's how you're going to make make this happen for your family. And I, I can't stress that enough that when we really allow ourselves to open up to what is possible and to even just say it out loud, that there are simple synchronicities that will feel like magic. It will feel like a miracle. It will feel like the stars are aligning and all things are just falling into place for you. And guess Um, what? Guess what? In the planner that's coming out in September, each yes. page has a little quadrant that's called magic moments. So you can document them. Is that not exciting? Yeah. I love it. And yes. it is those simple, it's those simple moments. It's the radio station that's speaking to you in song. It's the, it's, it's mother nature and what's happening outside your window as you're having an intense conversation, beautiful conversation. That's really deep and rich. And those are the magic moments. And Mia, that is that, that is what happens in these circles. There is a synergy. You are only one set of eyes and ears looking for asking for what it is that you want. And the more people that you can share it with and the more sacred of a circle you can, you can share that in the, you are exponentially raising your potential to actually create that as a reality for yourself. And so and can people I've, create these if they're not in, in near you? Absolutely. I okay. travel for these parties. Um, okay. I just cool. have, I'm in, I'm in the Ohio river Valley region, but I, um, greater Cincinnati area, but I, uh, have traveled to Alabama and I have traveled to, um, uh, Michigan for these parties. And I love traveling for these parties. It's my intention that we, we're all longing for connection. We're all longing for this authentic, intimate conversation. Um, social media exploding in the last 10 years is a result of that. We're longing for these connections, but social media, as you know, is falling somewhat short of the real in-person. Right physical connections that we're craving. We're longing to be seen and to be witnessed. And what's happening in these circles is instant manifestation. It's the mom who's in tears who says, I just want to get away. And the person sitting next to her says, I have a friend who has a cabin who gives it to anybody that wants to stay there and I can book it for you. You can stay there for a week and it's available the week that your daughter's in camp next summer. That's perfect. Let's do it. Um, it's just so surreal and how that shifted for that particular mom to experience that. Um, it's magical and slightly addicting for me to be witness to. (laughs) I love that. So how do people like actually contact you and find you come to your website? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can go to my website, igniteradiance.com slash BAM, B-A-M for... Okay. Mm-hmm. And we will link up to that in the show notes. 
So I'm excited to hear if any BAM parties come out of this podcast episode. Girlfriend, I want to come to Boston. I know, right? All right. I think we need to have a... I think Boston is next on our calendar. We need to make it happen. All right. Sounds good. So the question that I ask everyone uh, at the end of the podcast is tell us Mm -hmm. about a meal that had a big impact on you, either Mm -hmm. because of the food, the company, or some aha you had while sitting at the table. And it's funny because I feel like you've already shared like three, but that's the question everyone has to answer at the end. (laughs) Yeah. You know, Mia, and there are a couple of them. Um, I think kale in my household has just been so, uh, such a wonderful gift. And, um, I have a couple of recipes, one from you, just the green smoothies. I mean, my kids asking for green smoothies is just so surreal to me and, and truly a dream come true, you know? Um, and knowing as a mom that they're getting the, they're getting the nutrients that I want them to get, and they're asking for it and they're excited about it. It just, you can't even imagine. And how that has shifted the way that my youngest two eat. I mean, they will, we went on vacation and um, I packed a whole bunch of cut up veggies and put them in a couple of larger to-go containers. And we were on the road for an hour and a half. We were headed to Florida from from Ohio and it was going to be a 14-hour drive. And I thought these two containers would last us. No, an hour and a half. And my son and daughter <laughs> cleared it out. I was just like, dude, they love their veggies. But um, it, yeah. it really didn't mean it. You changed our lives. And the way wow. that I look at food being available to them. You know, I think my husband still, because his diet says a donut and bacon and cheese and getta is a... Um, is a great idea and sounds great and delicious to him. I think he sees too that when you put the vegetables in front of them, when you give them that opportunity to say yes, um, that they are choosing it. And Mm. that is a shift. It's a shift of like, I'm not asking them to do this. I'm not forcing them to do this. I'm, they're excited to cut up their own cucumbers. They're excited to, they'll ask for those vegetables. And when I put them in front of them without making an ordeal about it, without, you know, praising them, they'll eat it. Yeah. I love that. Shift. Um, I have a recipe that is, Oh, it's kale and peanut butter and uh, lemon juice, olive oil, and it's peanut uh, butter. Oh my gosh! You can use tahini or peanut butter. We use peanut butter um, and soy sauce. Um, I can send you the recipe. My cousin gave it to me. It's a she created it. It's joyous kale. Is her recipe name? Um, oh yes, yeah. send it. We'll credit her. That's awesome. We'll put that in the show yeah. notes. I love it. Peanut butter and That's kale. That's a new one and for we, me. We put it over uh, pearled couscous, but you can use it for quinoa. You can use it in rye, whatever, yep. however you do it. But it's a, yeah. I love it. And send I actually, it, send I it actually along fresh- and we'll post that in the show notes. Okay, we'll do. All right. Well, thank you, Star, so much for your time today. I'm hoping everyone got a bunch of nuggets of wisdom um, and feel really inspired to make space for both yourself and for the next big thing you might manifest in your own life. Yeah, sweet mama, just make space just to listen to your heart. That is the biggest and first step is just pause and just listen to what it is that you're really seeking and allow that, allow that voice to be heard. Allow your heart to speak to you about what you're longing for. And it doesn't mean that you have to have it tomorrow, but just let it be heard. Allow it to be spoken. Love it. I hope you guys loved that episode with Star. She is a lot of energy. She has a lot of great energy. And I always feel like that's contagious when you hear her. So I hope you felt that. At the end of every episode, we go into three doable changes that were shared during the episode that are three things that you guys could take action on right now, this week. Though I do encourage you to sort of take it one at a time because that makes it even more doable. And when something is more doable, we usually have more chance of getting it done. So here's three things that Star shared. First, state your desires. Think about what you really want because transformation started for Star when she said out loud that she wanted a break. 
So we need to get past the fear and the judgments and the shoulds and the can'ts and just say our desires, whether it's a trip to Paris like Star or a bra that fits or an hour to nap. We've got to say it out loud in order for it to happen. So that is number one. Number two, ask for help. Put out there what you need. Be willing to let somebody help. If you aren't used to asking for help or receiving, this feels really hard. So make small asks. Can you watch my kids for a half hour so I can go on a walk alone? Can you pick up milk for me while you're at the store? You could hire a babysitter for afternoon just to have some time for yourself. See that it's okay. Get used to putting your needs forward and asking for and receiving the help. Personally, I find that sometimes it's easier to ask than receive. So this is something that I actually constantly work on. So number one, state your desires. Number two, ask for help. Number three, let go of perfection. Don't we do that when we become moms? I don't know. Sometimes I guess it's hard. I'm definitely a recovering perfectionist. So when you start to feel like your life doesn't measure up in some specific moment, maybe it's dinner just isn't working or it doesn't feel Instagram worthy or the project you did with your kids is just really a big mess or you screamed at your kids because they didn't eat their veggies, just take a breath, say, wait a minute, this is real. And remember that all the stuff that's online and on parenting blogs, and even that I say, is edited and selected out of messy lives, just like yours. I can promise you all lives are messy at some, some level. So breathe and accept what is and remember that you're doing fine. That's an awesome one to practice forever and ever and ever. But if you try it for a week, I bet it will make a big difference. So state your desires, ask for help, let go of perfection. And these are outlined over on the Plan Simple Meals website under STARS episode. So you can go there and check it out. And I will see you guys on the next episode of the Plan Simple Meals podcast. Bye for now. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Plan Simple Meals podcast. If you like what you heard, the biggest compliment you can give us is to share Plan Simple Meals with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review our podcast at iTunes. I absolutely love sharing simple solutions to help busy families eat clean and live well. Visit HealthyMomsMeetup.com and come join in on the fun. In our free group, you can chat with me and other health-seeking moms, get new recipes and tips, and never be at a loss in the kitchen again. Come join the fun at healthymomsmeetup.com. I cannot wait to meet you there.